Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on, investors? Welcome back to the podcast. And thank you very much for being here. We've got uh, quite a bit of uh, useful information to cover today. Uh, A lot of things that are going on out there. Uh, A a continuation of why the NASDAQ is continuing to trade down. Uh, Some different opportunities that I think are out there. Some ways that I think might be a good spot for me to invest. I'd like to see if you guys think the same thing. Uh, So I guess first up, make sure that you are following along. Click that subscribe uh, button. And also uh, feel free to share the podcast. We're definitely trying to uh, get uh, you know a community going over there on the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. So uh, please go ahead and follow along over there. Uh, we do the weekly investing challenge. So go ahead and vote weekly for the, the stock of your pick. Uh, this week, uh, spoiler alert, we're going to get right into the, these names. I'm going to be looking at Kroger, uh, UPS, Amazon, Novo Nordisk, and uh, Starbucks. Uh, so that's the five for this week. Uh, so I won't even make you wait for the second half, and we're going to get right into those. But uh, yeah, first up, we were going to talk about a little bit of uh, of news that's out there. Um, we've got uh, Apple, right? They're coming out with the the new iPhone 15. That is expected to happen uh, on Tuesday, and uh, we're also seeing some pushback from China on uh, on the iPhones, right? We're looking at uh, a lot of different bans that have just been put in place. Uh, so that is really uh, hurting Apple stock over the uh, past couple of days, it seems like. Uh, so China's restrictions on the use of the Apple iPhones by central government employees are expanding to local governments and state-owned companies. Uh, we're also seeing um, an employee at a state-owned company in Beijing said the ban will apply to company departments involved uh, in some different industries involving tech. Uh, so we, we've got to worry about all of that. We've got... Um, uh, anything that is involved in trade secrets from October 1st uh, out to March 1st is, is going to be completely banned. So we are uh, kind of judging what's going on over there. A lot of people over there already had uh, another work phone, but then have their personal phone as an iPhone. Uh, so I'm not too sure where or how that is going to affect Apple stock, but that is a large part of the reason that uh, Apple has traded down over the past couple of days. And uh, we also see some sell-off going into uh, the the new iPhones uh, a lot of times. Once it's announced, it's a great thing and the stock will run up and then people kind of trade out of it after that news is kind of already hit. So even before the the actual announcement, some people will start taking profits. Uh, we're also seeing that in NVIDIA, right? We're, uh, we're looking at NVIDIA at an insider sell. Uh, CEO Jensen Wong actually went ahead and sold about... Uh, $42.3 million worth of stock. Uh, and that is a substantial amount. So we are seeing some downside pressure on NVIDIA. A lot of people looking to take profits. I said this before, after the earnings, when it went above 500, uh, people were selling out of this one. But uh, I think that means uh, more people were going to try to buy back in at that lower uh, 430, 440 kind of range and build this one back up, right? So it's not a perfectly straight line to the top. I still think that's a great company. Uh, a lot of these uh, shares that Jensen Wong was actually selling 
he was awarded them at a share price of about $4. Uh, so there was about $356,000 worth of shares that he was awarded. He ended up selling them for $42.8 million and uh, made a profit of around 42.7. Uh, so uh, quite a bit of profit there. I'm not too sure if he thinks this is the top or simply just wanted $40 million to go and you know buy a luxury yacht or, or whatever he's doing. I, I have no idea. But um, that is what's going on over there. So there is some downside pressure. Uh, not necessarily something we need to run for the hills for, just uh, something we need to, to know as to why we're seeing this massive drop, how we can use it to our advantage, right? Uh, I think we need to look at that chart and maybe see where we've uh, bounced off of uh, some support before, or if there was resistance about moving above that 400 level, uh, you know, maybe that adds that next layer of support when we come back down to it. And uh, that might be uh, definitely some, some help in uh, trying to build an entry point into a name that has been as strong as NVIDIA. And uh, yeah, even on the one year chart, right? The low is $108 last October. And uh, the high was set at $502 in August. So, uh, you know, a, a four or five X play in the course of 10 months in uh, in one name here. So that is a, a massive swing. And we really need to use all those different uh, pieces of information to really build a plan as to what we're going to do with this one and how to play it going forward. So uh, speaking of going forward, uh, I'm looking at Meta as well. Uh, Meta has got a couple different upgrades here, uh, a lot based on the fact that the Reels opportunity could really be a huge thing for them going forward. They've got a lot of eyeballs on it, and they're not really monetizing it as well, uh, or they're really not pushing that monetization as well right now. So a lot of investors are saying that this could be uh, a $20 of earnings per share for the Reels. And uh, if I'm looking at this uh, this one article here on the Dow Jones, it uh, is saying that Reels has much more ad revenue opportunity. If we are looking at uh, Morgan Stanley analyst Brian Nowak says uh, rates Meta as overweight with a 375 price target, and we're currently around 297. Uh, that's about 25% upside from Wednesday's closing price. Uh, and again, yeah, projected that Meta's earnings will rise to $20 a share by 2024, saying that Facebook Reels has untapped the revenue opportunities. So I did get that wrong. It's not adding 20, it will rise to 20. Uh, and that is higher than Wall Street estimates of $16.85 per share and a major jump from uh, 22 where earnings was only $8.59 a share. So uh, definitely a, a lot of room for upside on that Reels opportunity. And uh, let's take a look. Let's see if uh, some of the other analysts are kind of agreeing with this and see what the actual upside is. Uh, right now, we're, we're looking at about 26 and a quarter percent of upside. Uh, from 42 different analysts, and that means the uh, uh, the high is actually 435. That's about 46% of upside. The low is sitting at uh, 285, so only about 4% of downside. Uh, so a lot of people are seeing this as a safe investment uh, with a lot of room for uh, some growth still, and uh, definitely one that I think uh, could could move up nicely for us as well. So when it comes to a lot of these NASDAQ stocks, I'm really uh, curious as to where the overall index goes, right? Uh, I did go ahead and buy some uh, a couple of weeks back for the investing challenge. And um, I like that play, right? It, it seemed like a, a lot of different things were selling off. 
and uh, August really wasn't treating them too well. So I went ahead and bought that. Uh, but now I'm kind of worried about uh, some of the names, right? We're, we're looking at Apple. Uh, we've seen some problems with China again. Uh, you know, there could still be some Taiwan problems that are out there between the, between the two nations. Uh, that is definitely a geopolitical concern that I think is probably getting to a point where it is at uh, peak fear, right? It's it's definitely a weird climate out there. We've got uh, the the China Taiwan problems. We've got the U- Russia Ukraine still going on. Uh, we've got the BRICS, uh, you know, trying to uh, take away the U.S. dollar as a global currency. So there's a lot of uncertainty that's out there. So I'm still worried about some of these different plays. Uh, other ones I still think are going to do really well, right? So I don't know that I necessarily want to rush in um, to buy simply the the whole ETF. In my mind, I, I don't have a problem adding to it, um, especially in little increments, right? I, I don't mind buying monthly or, or quarterly or yearly, but um, I really don't know that overall it's going to be the best value. Uh, like I said, NVIDIA, we've got some sell side pressure, right? We might be buying uh, closer to the top, right? What if we actually do have a recession? Are, are these chips going to be as in demand? I, I'm not too sure. I still think it's a great company. Don't get me wrong, but there's some names in the NASDAQ that I think make a little bit more sense. Uh, so uh, looking at the QQQ, and that is going to be the uh, the NASDAQ 100 index that uh, many investors have have you know really favored for the amount of return that it has given over the past ten years. Uh, just for uh, performance sake, let's take a look at those numbers. Uh, this one has returned. Uh, it took ten thousand dollars in twenty thirteen, and it has grown that into fifty four thousand eight hundred nine dollars in the course of that ten years. Uh, so, you know, if you had a, a crystal ball or if you could go back in time, this would have been one of the a great uh, time to invest in these tech names. But uh, is it a, at a point where some of them are just getting too pricey? I've made that argument before. I said even, uh, you know, a couple of weeks back, even before a lot of this iPhone news, that I wasn't really looking to buy it because I thought it was getting a little too expensive for its traditional valuation based on P.E., based on growth, uh, a lot of other things, but a lot of people keep rushing to it for the fact that they have a lot of cash. They're a global powerhouse. It's one of the main portions of a lot of uh, ETFs. But for me, uh, the numbers more made sense around 140 to 150 to be able to buy this one and kind of see it go higher. So I'm not really looking to scoop up too much Apple. I think there's a lot of uh, geopolitical risk. There's a lot of valuation problems there, right? But there are still names that I think make sense to me. Uh, Meta being one of those names, I, I still think that they have a, a lot of room to grow. We've still got a lot of that advertising dollars. We, we were kind of waiting to see what some of those numbers meant uh, at this last earnings report, and they came in strong. Um, I still think that uh, Amazon has a lot of room to run. Uh, they, they've been a really solid company. They've got a lot of different ways to make money. And they are continuing to buy other companies that are making them more money. Uh, so I definitely like that play. I definitely like Meta. Uh, I'm a, a little bit curious as to where uh, the Apples and I, I still like Microsoft. It's getting a little expensive in my mind. But uh, some of these definitely have more room for upside than others for me. So I don't simply want to sit back and just buy the index, right? I like a lot more single stock exposure for myself. 
uh, and I can, you know, pick and choose names out of the NASDAQ when I feel like they are good valuation. Uh, so for that reason, uh, and some of the problems that are with geopolitical, uh, I definitely think that, um, you know, picking the names that fit at this point in time uh, for the market that's out there really makes sense, right? So we've also seen some other problems with uh, some chips that were going uh, from Qualcomm to Apple. That deal kind of got squashed, right? They don't have the chipset deal with Apple anymore. And uh, now a lot of these, uh, the Qualcomm chips that were going to Huawei phones in China are now uh, going to be another chip manufacturer. So that is also going to hurt Qualcomm going forward. Uh, so again, more geopolitical risks that are out there. I think we really need to understand all of these before we uh, really move forward and single out one individual name, know your companies, know your stocks, and also have a plan around them if things go sideways, right? Because if uh, you get stuck kind of holding the bag on one of these names and they get pulled into some uh, geopolitical problems, you could be riding this stock down 30, 40% in the blink of an eye. And uh, the valuation looks to make sense, but the, the earnings is not there. So uh, simply looking at a PE doesn't really tell you where it's going. Uh, a lot of times that PE number on a brokerage is going to show you the trailing 12 months, not the future. So you got to do a little bit more digging in order to find out that uh, Qualcomm's number of 13.9 uh, PE is pretty low, but it's also, you know, going to have a lot of other earnings problems wrapped around it as well. The quarterly dividend is about 3%. Uh, yes, you know, if you look at the news that is out there, they did just make a big deal with uh, Mercedes-Benz to be their uh, chip for, I think, the next uh, 10 plus years right now. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of different things that are out there, but there's a, a lot of other underlying problems that are also on that geopolitical front that I think you need to know about. So make sure you're doing that research before you go ahead and click buy. Uh, so that is one stock that I'm... Uh, couple stocks that I'm against and a couple that I'm really looking at adding to right now. Uh, we've also got um, UPS, right? They are going to be raising prices. Uh, I think this is a, a smart move. They're actually going to be matching uh, FedEx's move. Uh, they're raising prices about 5.9%. And that is after the holiday. So uh, December 26, 23, these prices go up. And uh, I think they're going to be able to you know, not lose any real customers, right? It's it's not easy for us to uh, drop everything and fly something out ourselves and and get it to you know a product from east to west coast or international or or what have you. So the fact that they got to raise prices a little bit to keep up uh, with what the unions doing to push their labor rates higher. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, the the average UPS driver should be earning a salary bonuses. Uh, you know, benefits package of about uh, about 170,000 per year. So they got to keep up with the fact that their drivers are requiring more pay. Uh, benefits are higher. You know, insurance is higher. Taxes are you know increasing. So they have to keep up with that, and uh, they still have to you know provide a quality service. And I, I think they're going to be one of the leaders in that industry for the foreseeable future. That's uh kind of kind of my two cents on UPS. Uh, as a consumer, I don't like the 5.9% the increase, but as an investor, I think it's the, the right thing to do for the company. So that one is, uh, is certainly noteworthy. We've got uh, Tesla. They are also celebrating the fact that they have now uh, have 50,000 superchargers worldwide. So that is a, a big feat, a big infrastructure 
you know, goal that they were trying to reach and they have officially got there. And I think that number is only going to continue as more and more um, EVs are added to the to the network here, especially with a lot of the other manufacturers being brought in uh, and being able to use those Tesla superchargers. So that is a uh, pretty noteworthy and, uh, you know, really being able to travel nationwide, have a charger available uh, when you need it in, in locations where it makes sense. So, uh, you know, I think that's great for the the EV segment. And hopefully we uh, continue to see this uh, really spread out and, and grow some more. So that's what I got there on uh, some of the news right now. I'm definitely curious as to what your guys' thoughts are on the QQQ or on the NASDAQ or what stocks you are looking to buy right now. For me, I'm really looking at uh, companies that are making things. I really don't want to get into too much that is uh, you know, really high valuations that uh, are not consumer staples, uh, that are very um, you know, luxury type items right now. There's just a lot of uncertainty that I'm, I'm not too comfortable with. So I'm still looking at uh, uh, you know, food stocks, medical stocks, uh, pharmaceutical companies that people have to have. And uh, a lot of these different industries that really make sense going forward. Uh, even some of the oil stocks are getting to the point where I'm thinking they're a little bit overvalued. Uh, I do think that prices are going up and a, a lot of the stocks are uh, kind of trading uh, with those price increases in mind. But uh, some of them are just getting a little bit rich for me or the, the moves over the past uh, you know eight months has really been uh, pretty substantial. So I'm trying to take a look at which ones actually make sense and which ones are simply people trying to rush to safety and they're getting to the point where they're overbought. Uh, so we're going to cover a little bit about that when I come back. And uh, the five names that I mentioned earlier for week 38 of the investing challenge. And we're going to cover uh, how that investing challenge is doing and what we bought this past week as well. So stick around. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. And I did want to mention that if you have some personal financial goals that you are looking to meet, uh, feel free to reach out to me as a financial coach. I'd like to help you uh, get your uh, finances in order, help you pay off some debt, uh, consolidate some payments, and uh, start planning for those uh, those future life events that you might have, uh, whether it be uh, you know college or a wedding or a retirement. Uh, feel free to reach out. I'd like to get you on the right path uh, towards financial freedom. And uh, with that being said, let's uh, let's get right back into the podcast uh, for week thirty seven. Uh, we were looking at uh, five different names, and uh, the uh, the winner for this week is going to be Enphase. Enphase Energy. Man, I think people were voting for the upside on Enphase right now, and that is currently sitting around fifty five percent. The growth is uh, pretty solid. The annual revenue growth is uh, still really strong, and this one is trading cheaper than where it normally trades on a historical value. Uh, so I think that this is a solid choice. They still make things. They are still providing electricity. Uh, and a lot of people are interested in this uh, this green push right now. So I think that this is going to be a smart play. Uh, a lot of people are really trying to uh, you know, keep these bills down. So if uh, I know the initial outlay for solar can be very expensive. But um, you know, having the solar plans in place... Uh, should help lower a lot of those uh, utility usage bills going forward. So uh, again, they're they're also uh, involved in uh, EV chargers. They're going to be getting more into the commercial solar as well. So a lot of different ways that uh, Enphase products, some of their new microinverter technology, I believe is going to be uh, a game changer. 
and uh, they've been one of the leaders in the space for a few years now. Uh, they've also had the largest five-year return of any of the stocks that were on the list. Uh, we were also looking at AbbVie, Nike, United Health, uh, and Bitcoin. So uh, Enphase was a clear winner this week. Uh, I am happy to go ahead and buy some more uh, for our investing challenge portfolio. Uh, now, I did actually go out and buy some Enphase in my own portfolio this week. Even if you guys didn't pick it, I was already buying it for myself. I still really like it. Uh, man, I, I still really like United Health uh, for a lot of the reasons we talked about last time. You can go back and click the, the second half of the uh, the show to get a little bit more in-depth as to why I'm interested in United Health. I still really like Nike. Um, and uh, you know, I did actually go out and sell some AbbVie. Uh, not because I thought it was going to go to zero. Uh, I was actually just trying to rebalance the portfolio, right? The uh, the portfolio was getting a little heavy on AbbVie, uh, a little heavy on some of those other tech names that I've kind of trimmed over the course of the, the past four, five, six months. And um, I was just trying to get some more in the way of dividends. So I did buy a little bit more Enbridge. I bought some, uh, some Enphase. That's going to give me a little bit more growth. So again, more of that barbell approach, right? I want the value. I want the growth. I definitely want the dividends. Uh, I love seeing those come in monthly or weekly, whenever I'm getting paid, right? Uh, so I definitely like seeing the uh, the dividends. And uh, let's actually take a look at what I did buy. Um, something got split and I got a weird symbol in my portfolio. I'm not even sure what that one is. I got to take a look. I uh, still got another uh, order open on Amazon. I'm still looking to buy that in my portfolio. Even if you guys don't buy it this week, I'm still looking to buy some. I uh, bought some more Albemarle, um, the lithium company, the mining company. I still think that they are a solid play. I bought some Citigroup. Oh, man, I know that one's been tough. I still think it's way undervalued to book. Uh, we've got a solid dividend. And um, man, I, I think that it should get to the point where it's rebounding. And uh, hopefully that uh, that four plus percent dividend is going to remain intact. Uh, that one is uh, is one that I've been in for a long time. I, I can't say that it's been my best performer, but uh, uh, hopefully this thing gets turned around at some point. That one has been a little bit rocky here. Uh, and I did, I, I know this is crazy. I did buy some Qualcomm. Uh, I bought Qualcomm after some of this news came out with uh, the 7% down day on some of the Huawei chips that were, they were going to the Kirin uh, 9000S, I believe it is. Um, instead of Qualcomm chips, uh, man, the Qualcomm chip space has been really tough for, uh, handsets, uh, for mobile phones, but I, I think that they're really trying to get into some other industries and, uh, they, they do have a lot of patents on a lot of the chips that are made. So they're still getting some royalties and, and things like that from some of the, the technology that they, that they have produced. And I really thought that some of this uh, 7% sell-off was a little bit overblown. I know that revenue is going to be hurt on the Huawei deal. But uh, overall, I like the fact that they're trying to pivot. They're trying to get into some other avenues for growth. Uh, so I did go ahead and buy some. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, I've already got a pretty large position, but um, uh, I just sometimes can't pass a sale. So we'll see if it's actually a sale or if it was a value trap. But uh, I did buy a little bit more there. So uh, that's a couple of the moves I made. Oh, I also sold out of a, a couple shares of Home Depot. And this one was tough to sell. But I, I man, I, I really don't know where this market is going to go. Uh, a lot of the the price targets on Home Depot were, were getting to the point where they were kind of at their peak. Or um, yeah, uh, there really wasn't too much upside. 
Uh, the PE sitting at a 20.5. The dividends around two and a half percent. They're still a solid company. Uh, again, this is another one that was getting a little bit large. And I was trying to sell some that were a little bit large, had uh, less upside left in them to go ahead and get some of these, I think, undervalued plays or some things to get a little bit more in that way of a dividend. So a couple of the moves that I personally made this week. Now, uh, let's get over to the uh, the Weeble portfolio and see where this one is at right now. Um, and if you uh, need to start a trading uh, account or an investing account, I do have a link in uh, Weeble or link in the description for Weeble to get uh, some free shares for simply only opening account and uh, depositing as little as a dollar. And you'll just get uh, awarded free shares. Uh, so now looking at our actual Let It Grow Investing uh, challenge account, right? We started the year down about 15, 16%. We are currently up 1.7%. I know that doesn't sound great, but uh, you know, a solid rebound of, of 15, 16% over the course of the year, I am definitely happy with. I'm happy to see some green in this thing. And uh, really happy that uh, a lot of these names that we did buy early on have really rallied and, uh, and rebounded, right? One of the first things that we did buy was NVIDIA, right? We bought it around 300 and it dropped to 108. Uh, truthfully, we should have been buying more in the investing challenge account when it got in the 100s. And now, you know, we, we hit that high of around 500 a, a couple weeks back. So this one is really turned around for us. One that I think uh, we all knew was, was going to go higher eventually, but uh, it went through a lot of those problems with uh, a lot of the crypto mining slowing down. Um, and then it really sold off. And then, hey, AI became a thing that we all had to have. And uh, this one went back through the roof. So again, uh, we're still going to see some of that uh, buy sell side pressure and uh, really want to get a solid footing on that one before we really dive in. Because that was a, a pretty nasty to see, you know, a 60, 70 percent decline in a name like NVIDIA uh, over the course of a year. But, you know, you you kind of, you know, you zoom out. We look back now and like, hey, NVIDIA at 300. I wish I could have bought all of it. Right. We'd be doing so much better. But uh, for man, about 12, 13 months, this thing was negative. So uh, that that is uh, certainly painful to look at in the in the short term. But now even at uh, our cost of three hundred and two dollars per share when we bought it, we are up 50 percent on this name. And uh, we were also down 70 percent on this name. So take it all with a grain of salt. If you got a stock that you really know and love and you really believe in the prospects of it, uh, man, I, I, I got to stress enough. You got to really trust your intuition on some different names and know that it's going to be rocky for a while. Did we get this one perfect? No. But uh, again, uh, I think if we really dollar cost average into this name over the course of that year and we bought at 300, then we bought at 200 and we bought at 100, uh, if we had you know a lot more shares and the average was 200, we'd be sitting pretty right now. We'd be up over 100 and some percent simply because we would have bought more as it declined. And we really had a, a vision knowing that this, this company was going to grow and that people were overreacting to this sell. So um, yeah, just uh, really, really know your stocks, really trust yourself and uh, you know, give me at least three reasons as you as to why you're buying this. If all you know about it is they make chips and and Bitcoin is a huge thing, that might not be enough, right? Really do some research, really understand the growth, the prospects, who their customers are, and what lanes are trying to drive down in order to get you more growth in the end. So, um, 
yeah, that one, uh, you know, looks great now, but it, uh, didn't always look that way. So, um, yeah, we've definitely got some names that, uh, are a little bit painful on here. Plug power being down 41%. Uh, that one is definitely more of a growth stock. I'm, I'm curious to see where this one goes. Hopefully it rebounds, uh, PayPal. Somehow we are up 0.8% on PayPal. And, uh, this one has been very painful. If you own this one for a long time, uh, man, the the highest probably back in the in the three hundred range. I'm guessing on PayPal, probably a couple of years back. I, I got to zoom out on this one too, but uh, I still think that they have a lot of revenue growth left in them. Uh, yeah, we hit three oh four on February of twenty one, and now we're at sixty dollars. Do I think we're going back to three oh four right now? No, I don't. But uh, I definitely think we can claw our way back to one hundred or ninety, and uh, that's a that's a decent amount of upside from here. Uh, the average price target right now on PayPal is about $87.64. So that's about 43% of upside. Uh, and it's one that uh, they've got a, a decent business. They've got a lot of revenue. They got some cash in the bank. And I think that they are going to continue to work on getting more and more uh, money out of transactions. Maybe not so much on the uh, their actual internal ecosystem that they were really trying to build before. That is slowing down. But uh, I do think they are they are going to do a lot more processing for a lot of different vendors going forward. And that was actually a guide higher on their last uh, earnings report versus uh, how really the stock is trading. So we will see where this one goes as well. Uh, so now, um, you know, going forward into the uh, the next, uh, well, the names on the actual list for this week. Number one was going to be Kroger. Uh, talked about this one at the beginning of the show. We've already got a position in this one. Uh, I thought that this could be a uh, a good point to add a little bit more. We are about flat on this one. This is about as even keel as you can get, 0.07% up on Kroger. We've added this one twice, and it is within $0.03 cents of where we currently have it as, a, as an average price. Uh, so again, that Albertsons deal is getting closed. They are selling off about 400 stores. Uh, their profit actually just came out, and it was higher for this past uh, quarter, I believe about 1%, but uh, the online sales is continuing to grow. Their PE is cheap. It's at a 13. Their quarterly dividend around 2.5%. And like I said, they're buying the Albertsons brands uh, and they are looking to grow this business. They really want to be a uh, you know a superpower in the, the online grocery game. That is one of the things they really want to drive. They have got uh, a growing business there. And uh, what's the current upside, uh, according to the analysts on Morgan Stanley, E-Trade, whichever one you want to call it, it's about 10%. Uh, again, this is something that I think is going to be a little bit safer. Uh, you know, it's definitely a company that, uh, you know, people have to visit to uh, get the groceries and the items that they need in order to live. And I think it is going to be one that uh, is going to see some more growth through uh, through this acquisition, through this merger. I, I think that is going to be a way that uh, they're really going to uh, get their earnings per share up, and uh, they're going to continue to drive more people to their online portion to uh, you know really drive business that way as well. You know, be the easy operator and have better ways for uh, for people to get the items that they need. Uh, so that is uh, number one on the week. Um, uh, Kr for Kroger. Number two. It's going to be UPS. Um, this one is definitely one that I uh, I believe pretty strongly in, right? 
It is one of the better operators in the space. Uh, we're currently trading around 161. Uh, we're announcing those price hikes. We're rolling into the holiday season. And uh, uh, that's always a good time to buy UPS in my mind, right? We really haven't seen this one uh, trade up too sharply yet. Uh, I think if we wait too much longer, this thing's going to start rolling up into holiday season as more and more people say, hey, man, I'm really seeing a lot of uh, a lot of UPS drivers really working hard right now. Things must be looking really good. I, I think it might be a good time to get in before that rush, right? So we've got about 16% of upside. Uh, the, uh, the current dividend on this one is 4%. Wow, I didn't actually think it was that high. The, the P.E., on the trailing 12 months is about 14. So um, actually, you know what? Let me pull up the Reuters report and see what this one is actually saying versus their five-year average. I know sometimes that's probably a little bit boring, but I really like to know where they're at and where they're headed to, to tell you my my actual uh, you know kind of thoughts on where this one should be. And uh, yeah, I'm just pulling this up on the, uh, on the phone now. It's easier to uh, take a look at Reuters on my on my phone and then actually looking on the uh, the laptop here. So it is a buy. We've got about 32% of return over the past five years. They are saying about 17% of upside. Um, revenues were actually down for this year, 7%, but moving up uh, about 5% in the next year. Uh, we've got dividend growth, massive, 23.6%. Dividend payout is a 55, which is comfortable. Uh, and yeah, that current dividend yield is 4%. That is, uh, that's remarkable here. So, uh, 43% discount on trailing PE. It was sitting at a 14.1 on this uh, metric and a five-year average of a 24.5, uh, forward, we're sitting at 16.6 and the five-year average is a 16.3. So that's a 2% premium. It's right in line though. I think that's fair. And, uh, that's also coming off of some weaker earnings for 23 and they're expected to move up for 24. We've also got those price hikes, which I, I think are going to be fine. Price to sales is a little bit lower than the five-year average at a 1.2. I'm fine with that. All those numbers make sense to me. Uh, I like that the revenue is coming back up. I really love that dividend growth of 23.6%. I think they're a premium operator. Uh, I really don't like dealing with FedEx personally um, for, for a lot of different reasons, but uh, that that's me. I don't really like the fact that they have multiple trucks running the same routes uh, simply with having multiple different delivery times. I feel like UPS is a lot more streamlined than that. Um, and I, I really think it's really a fight between those two. Uh, you could include Amazon, but I really don't know that they deliver for so much outside of specifically Amazon uh, deliveries. Uh, so I'm still bullish on UPS. I still think it's a, a solid company with uh, you know, a great business model and uh, some room left to grow, right? Plus, uh, plus a solid dividend. So more power to us on that one. Uh, number three, speaking of other delivery companies, this one was Amazon. Uh, so Amazon is going to have a lot of room to run in a lot of different places, right? They've got, uh, a lot of advertising dollars. They've obviously got the online presence to sell, uh, you know, anything. And they've, they've also got the web services. They're, they're buying grocery stores or, you know, into pharmaceuticals. You, you, you pick a name, they're trying to get there. Uh, there's a lot of talk that, uh, some of these large companies could get split up, right? Now, uh, I think the the talk this week was Microsoft. Uh, you know that they might be getting too powerful. I'm sure uh, you know they're, they're looking at Amazon as well. But I, I also believe that if Amazon got split up, it could be more valuable as a company that is uh, 
smaller, right? All these little parts could be valued higher than the overall company. So uh, I kind of think that, uh, 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 you know, getting split into pieces might be actually a better thing for us investors. So I definitely think that that is beneficial. Uh, and I think it's going to continue to run up on a lot of the growth metrics that they have. Uh, it's currently a buy. Uh, we've got about a five-year return of 41%. We've got uh, three upgrades in the last 20 day or 120 days. We've got uh, average upside of about 23.3%. The growth rates, they're up 11% for 23 and another 13% by the end of 24. So growing more in 24 than they did in 23. And uh, this one was traded down, right? We, we definitely saw this past... Um, earnings report that this thing really rallied, added like 500 and some billion dollars after earnings, I believe. But uh, I still think it's got a lot more room to run. Currently undervalued 26%, 26% on that uh, forward PE metric. It's sitting at a 54. The five-year average is a 73. So big discount there. And the, the price to sales is actually pretty low also. It's a 2.6 compared to their five-year average, which was a 3.5. And the S&P 500 index average is a 2.4. So only a little bit more expensive based on price to sales uh, against the S&P 500. Uh, now, number four, this one I don't have as much information on. Uh, I'm going to try to see if I can't pull up this, uh, this one article that I was looking at on Novo Nordisk. Uh, and I'm not seeing it, which is not helpful. But uh, they are really looking to get into... More and more obesity uh, pharmaceutical treatments. They are buying up all kinds of different companies for obesity uh, pharmaceuticals. And I really think that is going to be a strong driver. They are a uh, are they Danish, a Danish company, I believe, or Denmark. Um, I'm, I'm not too sure actually where they are headquartered. But uh, another company in the pharmaceutical space that I think should do really well going forward. They've got a lot of growth drivers are really looking to expand their offerings. They've got a strong pipeline of drugs and uh, one that I think is going to continue to, to move up higher. Uh, so uh, again, out of my wheelhouse, right? I I'm kind of going on some different recommendations, a couple things I was reading. Uh, I really like the prospects. Uh, I like the way that they're looking to grow through uh, mergers and acquisitions. And uh, I really like the the treatment kind of offerings that they're into. And they didn't really seem to be that uh, expensive compared to a lot of the other pharmaceutical companies that were out there. I'm going to try to pull this one back up on E-Trade and uh, see if I can't give you guys a little bit better information. Uh, so NVO is the ticker on Novo Nordisk. And uh, when I'm looking at this one, we've got a uh, small semi-annual dividend. Uh, the, the price has run up uh, pretty decently, up to about 195 uh, The past month, we were probably down near 179 So it's been uh, been moving a, a good bit higher on some of these acquisitions and announcements. But uh, I kind of am looking at this one, kind of comparatively speaking to Eli Lilly, which has just been a, a massive gainer for the, the past couple of years here. And uh, I think that Novo Nordisk is trying to uh, buy their way into a lot of the right areas of the market and uh, really kind of continue that growth pattern going. Uh, I don't even know that there's much on the analyst research side as to where this one should be valued. Um, I've got a buy from Morgan Stanley later half of August, but uh, that is really it that is out there on as far as price targets. But uh, again, a strong company uh, that I think is getting into the right areas and they're, they're trying to buy up 
the right companies at the I think the right time, right? I was talking earlier this year how I thought a lot of these big companies were really going to go out of their way to buy up the companies that could not last through uh, you know, a weaker cycle, less uh, free capital out there, all these different things that have changed over the past 18 months. I really thought a lot of these big players were going to take advantage of. And I think this is one that is doing exactly that. So uh, number four was Novo Nordisk. Uh, ticker was NVO. And the last one, we actually bought this one this time last year, all thanks to pumpkin spice lattes, right? Uh, Starbucks, S-B-U-X. And uh, one, do we want to go ahead and average back into this one? I do think that is a, a strong choice to make. And... Um, Really, where do we see this one going, right? There's a currently about 21% of upside from about 17 analysts. Uh, yeah, price target 115, the low being 7% up from our current price of $95, the high being 150. So that is about 57% of upside from where we are sitting right now. And uh, one that is a, a massive player in the game. Uh, we've definitely had some problems. I, I mentioned before with... Uh, uh, the unions and, uh, you know, people looking to, uh, you know, really break out individual stores into uh, the smaller unions. We've had problems with China. We've had problems with a, a lot of different things. Right. But uh, that's kind of like Nike. Right. They, they've always got something going on. They're always in the crosshairs of one, one problem or another, but they kind of keep continuing to execute. So uh, the P.E. is getting a little bit stretched on this one. It's a thirty three point seven on the trailing 12 months. I'm going to look at the future. Uh, the current dividend yield is about uh, two and a quarter percent. But uh, again, one that I think is seasonality, we're going to get into some some stronger times for Starbucks. I think that this one is sold off enough. Uh, yes, we were at $82 last October. And then we did spike up to about 115 in May. Uh, I definitely think we can get back up to that uh, 115 kind of price point here. And uh, it seems like a lot of the fears that were out there are kind of uh, we're kind of getting past them. I think this one's a bit oversold. And uh, there's definitely some reasons to uh, think that this one has some brighter days ahead of it. Uh, so when I'm looking at uh, Starbucks on Reuters, let's uh, let's get back over there. Uh, Trefis does say about 15 percent of price target upside. Uh, but now when I get back over to this report, uh, it is a rated a buy five year return of about 73 percent. We've got 20% uh, of upside, according to Reuters, and there are 29 analysts that have uh, looked at this one. The uh, The numbers on revenue, man, that is strong. We've got 11% growth in 23. I do not think that that has really been priced in. We have 23.5% of growth on revenue by the end of 2024, 8.2% uh, of dividend growth. So they are paying us more money to hold on to the stock. I love that. Uh, dividend payout, 64.6%. Uh, it's creeping towards the high side, but uh, not anything that is crazy, right? Anything above 60, I normally try to take a, a mental note. 80, I'm thinking, hey, that is too high. And if you start getting into the 90s, it, it better be a cash cow of a company or that dividend is going to be cut. Uh, you know, you got real estate investment trusts that are going to pay out higher on that dividend payout. That's what they have to do. You've also got some companies, uh, you know, Verizon, AT&T, Altria come to mind that are going to pay you more, but um, you're really going to be limited on growth. We're not seeing that with Starbucks, right? We still got strong annual revenue growth going forward. Uh, we are currently trading at a 22% discount uh, on their forward PE. So again, I think it's undervalued. 
We've got uh, forward peg ratio is 1.5. The the five-year average is a 2.2, so well under that. And the S&P 500 index average is a 1.9, so under that as well. And uh, price to sales, uh, it's a 3.2, not... Uh, not great, not bad. It's under their five-year average, which is a 3.9. So that is nice, but it is over the S&P 500 index average. But uh, typically, it's trading uh, a good bit higher than the S&P 500 index average. So nothing really out of the blue for them, right? So I think that that one is, uh, it, it's not bad, not great. But as I said, it's it's under their five-year uh, historical price point. So a lot of things to like, right? I, I love that uh, you know some of these are paying more in the way of dividend than I thought they were. Uh, I like the dividend growth on some of them. I like the upside and uh, some of the mergers and acquisitions that others are making. So we've got uh, consumer staples and Kroger. We've got uh, uh, you know shipping and logistics and UPS. Amazon's going to be uh, um, you know a conglomerate of all things, right? They've got tech. They've got uh, consumer staples. They've got consumer discretionary. They've they've got the pretty much got it all. Uh, Nova Nordisk and pharmaceuticals. I still like that play. Uh, Starbucks, a little bit more consumer discretionary, but they make things and people are still spending. They're, they're swiping those cards and they're buying their uh, their pumpkin spice lattes as the season approaches us. Uh, and ice drinks have been a massive push for them over the past couple of years. I still think that that's going to be a, a massive player going forward and uh, really drive a lot of that revenue throughout the course of the year. So that's uh that's my choices for this week, right? We got these five names: KR, UPS, AMZN, NVO, and SBUX. Thank you guys for voting in N phase for the uh, week thirty-seven. I will be buying that one tomorrow. Uh, I think that that is a solid play. I really like the the pick there. So please get over to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. There is a link in the description to get your vote in for one of these five. And uh, with that being said, I've got some more soccer coaching duties to get to today. Two more games. We had uh, two yesterday. One rained out or actually stormed out. We were have uh, lightning on the field. So uh, it's going to be another busy day here for me. But uh, that's what I've got going on. Thank you guys for stopping by. Thanks for getting the votes in. Uh, I always appreciate the subscribes and the shares. It means the world to me. And uh, we're really trying to build out a group of people that are really focused on that financial freedom over there on Let It Grow Investing. So get over there, follow along, say something, say what's up, and uh, get your votes in for week 38 for one of these five names that we will be buying uh, this coming Monday. So thank you guys, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.